Welcome to the Nerd Tutorial Podcast, a podcast offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today is myself, your nerdy tutor, George, and with me here today, hopeful zombie apocalypse survivor, my mom. I think I want to be Elizabeth Bennett. Well, I mean, you could be Elizabeth Bennett. I'm hopeful one of these days I get to be Darcy, if that's hap- if that has to be the case. I mean, yeah. like, he got to carry a samurai sword around. Yeah, that that actually was pretty cool. We'll find that. We'll, we'll talk about that here in just a second. So, um, so last week we talked about zombies and the kind of many incarnations of where zombies come from and kind of more of where the more modern zombie stories have come from. And admittedly, I picked out a bunch of zombie movies that are more recent zombie, less of the past zombies from like the eighties or nineties. Um. I kind of wanted to get like Dawn of the Dead or one of the George Romero zombie movies, but they're not as easy to come by on Netflix that I found. So that was the only reason why I didn't pick that at all. Um, And a lot of my selections are always going to try to be minimalist investments at the end of the day. Like these were all movies you could get on YouTube as an example, very cheaply for like two or three bucks or five bucks if you wanted to. And by no means do people have to watch all the movies that we're going to talk about. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is easily one of those movies that if you just watch the clips a bit, you'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> if Actually, no. I, I'm going to disagree with you. If you are, because I have three versions of Pride and Prejudice that are the straight versions. Um, if you are into Jane Austen at all, you watch the whole thing. Again, if you're into Jane Austen. Yes. I have watched a Pride and Prejudice movie and was desperately trying not to fall asleep in it when I was watching it. But again, it's not a movie that I think is it's tailored for me. You know, You're missing I, out. I, I think I got I think I got the story here. So anyways, so I wanted to tackle this kind of in a chronological order just because I think that was the best way to grab it here. So one of the movies we added on to this here was Shot of the Dead um, by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are the main leads in it here. It's a comedic take on what it is zombie tropes. It's also a zombie outbreak movie, in which the zombie apocalypse is starting, rather. Um, And it's also one of the first movies in what they would later call the Cornello Trio, with the Cornello being like the ice cream. Yeah. So, um, and basically it's Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Uh, Both of them, Simon Pegg really just wants to live in a pub um, and go to the pub all the time, because that's where he has a lot of fun at. Um and there's a zombie apocalypse happening, and he really just wants to get to the pub. And, uh, and, and he does. I shouldn't give that away. Well, I mean, it's it, it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. So okay. what did you think of Shaun of the Dead, Mom? Okay. So Shaun of the Dead. So so to me, to me, zombie movies are always camp, because my whole concept of zombies is camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, no, no. I, mean, it's, I guess I'm not a straight-up, usually a straight-up horror fan so i haven't been yeah so i haven't really been exposed to serious zombies this is sort of a nice starter because it's kind of half and half it is yeah again it's not it's not zombie land in in terms of camp no zombie zombie land is very campy it's very campy so so this one is sort of a half and half likable warm fuzzy you kind of want them to succeed sort of thing it plays a lot of what would be a traditional zombie movie it's like oh there's an outbreak happening let's get as many friends as we have and let's get to a a safe place and 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 let's and let's talk about the time frame in which we're talking about zombies because i think this this goes to this movie but it also Mm -hmm. goes to others yes um we are in the middle of the the corona pandemic yes and um and we are um in California, so we're in a lockdown state. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of, as of recording this on April eighth. Yeah, and we've been in that that that. Uh, this is week four. Yes, we're going on week four at this point here now, yeah. or week three, depending on how you look at it. From yeah, for me it's week it's week four since this is my fourth week since our office was was closed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, so I was struck by um. The many similarities. And that's one of the things we'll probably come up against quite a bit here for us, at, or at least when we do this recording here, um, because it feels very, because it feels very much of the moment here. Like it's almost, I, I'm almost was kind of perilous with leaving my house here today. if only because it was like, 
they said to stay inside. I don't know Corona doesn't make people into zombies. Maybe that's how we're containing it. But I, I had to realize, like, no, no. If it were going to go down, it would have gone down already. <laughs> yeah. So, so Shaun of, Shaun of the Dead was this interesting. Was interesting for me because um, it it's light, but it's serious. I don't know how best to explain that. It's it's not an outright comedy. It's not. It's, a, it's not an outright comedy, but they found the chances to make sophisticated jokes about zombies. Yeah. When it came up. Yeah. And it wasn't, and I felt in it this It actually case, had a storyline to it. There was it. a very clear storyline through it, and it was very much a, it, again, it pretty much would be what a tri- tri- typical zombie movie would be. And these are obviously very slow-moving zombies as well, which are very indicative of, I think, more campy kind of zombies at the end of the day. Slow-moving zombies that are not... They moan a lot. Moan a lot. Like, they're coming after you, but they're not arms, chasing actually yeah. after you. Yeah, they're um, not... One of the other tropes that I found true throughout is they're they're pretty stupid. Oh yeah, no, no, very easy to take out. Yeah. Um, Whereas we get into some of the others, and not necessarily. Not necessarily, no. Yeah. Uh, but I like Shot of the Dead because again, I mean, you can watch it and you can have a good time watching a zombie movie and not feel, you know, you can feel like a little bit of threat. For some of the it's characters, not a horror movie. No, no, it's not. You can. But there's, a, I mean, there's a decent storyline outside of zombies. Yeah, and and again, it feels like it was a very intelligent comedy at the end of the day. It's what I really kind of appreciated about. Yeah. Shot of the Den at the end of the day, because these are all characters that at the end of the day you're like, I empathize with them and I like them a lot. I, can, I feel I, like I know them. And, yeah, and like yeah. I, I know a guy like uh, like like Nick Frost here and Simon Pegg, yeah. like. This is again, and I liked, and I I probably should have gotten this earlier, but again, I do like this movie because it was a little bit more subdued in its tone. Again, it's not an outright comedy, but they did take the opportunity to poke fun of zombie movie zombie movies when it had the opportunity to. Yeah, and so, it, it so, took its so, shots accordingly. So, if a romance comedy is a rom com, is this a zomcom? I don't know if there's any romance in it. There's much romance in it, though. No, you don't have to have a have romance in it. It's a zombie sort of hint of, of comedy. It's oh, a zomcom. Okay, zomcom. Um, it because, might be a genre in and of itself zomcom. at this point. Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't an outright. Again, it wasn't an outright comedy. No, not I like our next option here. Yeah. So. Um, so then we go to something that was immediately a comedy. Um, in Zombieland, which is in 2009, most famously with uh, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone. Um, Bill Murray. Bill Murray is a, is a cameo in here. I love Bill, Miller, Bill Murray in this bit here. See Bill Murray's house. I, I don't know if that was his actual house. but if I'm that, sure it's not. But <laughs> I mean, if that was his actual house, I mean, like, okay, well, I mean, he did good for himself. Well, he did. Yeah. And... I, I like that Bill Murray was just like you know what if you paint yourself up like them they won't figure you if you won't figure you out and then the way he goes out was just like yeah of course that's the way he would go out yep um, I appreciate zombie I, Let- I love carousels <laughs> or not or not carousels uh, Ferris wheels I I like Zombie Land because this is a movie in which they said let's try to find as many creative ways to kill zombies or as many lo- interesting locations we can. And let's pitch it to a studio that'll say, let us do that. It, it gets, you know, and it's a little like um, the the old comedies like Mad Mad World where you had, um, and, and I'm talking about comedies from the 60s, where you had all this sort of farce going on in the middle of something that was trying to maintain a storyline. One of the best reviews I saw for Zombieland was, they are dead serious about not being serious. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a great line. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, no, again, this is, um, I enjoy Jesse Eisenberg in movies like this because he's neurotic and he plays a good neurotic person. I have a hard time watching him and being, and seeing him as anything else. But I also kind of imagine I'd have that same problem with seeing like other character, other character or other people like this as well. Like I'd have a hard time seeing Leonardo DiCaprio as like a, as a, as a crazy person and not a crazy person like he is in like Wolf of Wall Street where he's just like. Coked crazy. up, yeah. but like a crazy, you know, like a crazy kind of depressive sort of person. Like, I, I will go on record saying Leonardo DiCaprio should be the Joker. 
because I think he could be the next version of Nick of Jack Nicholson. Because because especially in Wolf of Wall Street, he looks like he'd be that great person, just be on the very edge of being manically crazy, but at the same time, like ever so serious. Yeah. Um, but back to Zombieland again. I'm I I enjoy the fact that there were, a lot of this movie was kind of a road. It's kind of like a road movie at the end of the day. It, it is very much a. Um... It's a tra- it's like a travelogue movie almost, where like you're literally going from place to place, place. and I and I appreciate that. If nothing else, for the fact that oh, it's worth it for Woody Harrelson alone. Oh, and Woody Harrelson just—I think Woody Harrelson—they were just like Woody Harrelson. You get to do all the really, really cool stuff in this, and he was like. But you get the, you get the feeling that he's not really acting. You kind of think it's probably him. Hey, if, hey! If I got told I was in a zombie movie and you get to act as if like you're killing all these zombies, like that had to be fun. After uh, well, it had to the be general f- attitude. But again, this is one of those things I go back to is that when you watch, when I'm watching stuff, when I'm watching like a, what's something that's meant to be funny, if it looks like the actors are having fun doing it, like. Yeah. I'm the same way with music. I can watch, I can watch a, a music genre that I don't even like. Mm-hmm. But if the musicians look like they're having a blast on stage, that's all it takes Oh, it's, to just, me. Um, it's the only reason why I enjoy, why, when I do get the chance to watch Ellen or Jimmy Fallon so it looks like they're having a good time doing yeah. it. They're like having fun. Like Jimmy Fallon, when he laughs, looks like he reminds me of Johnny Carson when he laughs. Oh, well, watching Jimmy Fallon when they when they lip sync when when whoever he's lip lip syncing with. Yeah. And he's he's enjoying the performance and just just I mean again he looks yeah. like he's having a lot of fun and then, yeah. I think that's true of Conan O'Brien and a couple others. Yeah. Um, but again, no, and that's what reminded me a lot of what Zombieland looked like. Everyone's having fun. Yeah. And then went out of their way to say, like, let's find creative ways to kill zombies or in creative locations to do it. Um, as far as like, as far as a zombie movie in and of itself, I worry, though, that it didn't. I, I found it interesting that because this is more as where Shaun of the Dead is a zombie outbreak movie. If Zombieland is very much a zombie, zombie apocalypse movie where we're kind of in the deep of the zombie apocalypse and survivors are going to survive i mean like the emma stone and the sister here um are basically basically trick the guys into giving up their car or giving up all their gear almost twice here yeah um and only eventually come to trust them toward the end um and again that would very much be true of what a typical zombie movie would be because again you wouldn't trust other people because you're you're all re- in it for yourself to save yourself. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and again, I, I like zombie movie as a comedy, not necessarily as a great zombie movie. Well, I think you're right. It, I mean, this, this one compared to Shaun of the Dead, this one is just in it for the laughs. It really is, yeah. And and it, it was more or less as if, you know, like, zombies were an additional element to this, pretty much. Yeah. It's a road trip, though. But yeah, no, I love a good road trip movie, though. Yeah. Um. So this is the one I really wanted to talk about the most because I, I heard you didn't enjoy this as much or you had certain feelings about it. So we got <laughs> World War Z. World War Z. Oh my gosh. Okay. So so now we're back to I'm I'm not into horror movie genre. Mm-hmm. And this has more of the elements of of sort of a horror movie. So this one is straight up serious. It oh yes. Is, it is to avoid a term deadly serious, um, or or undeadly serious. Um. And it is an apocalypse movie. Um, it well, starts, it starts, as a, starts as an outbreak, starts but it ends up, certainly ends, ends up, ends up yeah, as an apocalypse. Ends up. Um, I, think, I think part of what was chilling for me was, um, with this one more than the others, mm-hmm. how close it was to where we're at right now. How um, real it feels. Yeah, because you know, in, in that movie, it spread but like rabies. You get bit. Mm-hmm. And then you turn within seconds. Yes. Um, but we're in the middle of a pandemic where everyone's getting ill and people are afraid of each other. And we go to the grocery store and you have to have a face mask on. Um, At a certain point, like, there were people raiding the grocery stores for yeah. supplies because they thought they wouldn't Well, exist. and it was that, exactly that. There's a scene towards the beginning where the woman runs into a grocery store to try to, try to grab everything she can, including... Um, you know, Brad Pitts and you know breaks into the pharmacy to try to get his daughter a inhaler, mm-hmm. and um, you know, 
I freaked out a couple of weeks ago because I went to the grocery store and and it wasn't just toilet paper that was gone. There all the, you know, a lot. There was very little food. Yeah. Left in the grocery store, and this this would have been like the you know fourteenth, fifteenth of March when we were first beginning to lock down. Yeah, and that was that was my same experience too. Going <coughs> to the grocery store that. A lot of things that I would have gotten um, were not there. Now, thankfully, I was able to get alternatives, um, but it still felt very bleak. And then um, the family kind of locking themselves in to their apartment, you know, just barely surviving for the day alone was, again, I. what I found fascinating was how quickly it spread and how how fast moving it was. How fast moving it was, and and uh, and and it's it's a zombie apocalypse, zombie outbreak become a an apocalypse movie, with sort of an investigative piece to it because really, Brad Pitt's role is um, he you know he was a UN investigator he had investigated various war crimes and things and they paired him up with a young doctor who doesn't last but like one or two scenes. Yeah, he doesn't make it very far, but Brad sure. Pitt. Brad keep Brad Pitt keeps moving on though. Yeah, he Brad Pitt keeps against moving all on. odds. Yeah, so so the kid the kid gives him, you know, a, a basic um, sort of his outlook, what makes him valuable. And when I say kid, he's only he's in his twenties. I think they said he was twenty three. Yeah, twenty three, twenty four, or something like that. Very young. Very comparison. young. And um and but he he talks about um you know Mother Nature's greatest greatest. Uh, Strength is also usually its greatest weakness, mm-hmm. and um, Mother Nature will tell us what what we need to know, and it's just being aware and looking out. So he gives some sort of a philosophy that that uh, comes in useful for him later. Yeah, I, I found the ending of how they figured out the ending was actually kind of interesting. I felt and and I'm I'm going to try not to give it away. Me, me is myself as well. Okay, um, I do love. So I'm going to speak to things. I'm going to speak to things generally. Yeah, I mean, what I found interesting was, you know, that even the mightiest of walls don't stop zombies. Okay, so, 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 and I'm going to speak about the wall mm-hmm. um, very generally, because again, I don't want to give it away. Um, but that for me, with that scene was chilling. Like, nobody's looking over. That was to my see thing. what's happening. Well, you see all these helicopters flying around, and you would think that they would... They're not seeing this? Well, and not only that they're not seeing it so much as that you would have thought that that they that for as quick as this progressed, you'd have people doing some sort of test to see what attracts them or not. And what attracts them at the end of the day seems very benign at the end of the day, but clearly it was enough to really get them going. Well, and, and so... Um, it wasn't that I didn't enjoy the movie. I, it was that I was really chilled by it. Because it felt very real. Because it felt very real. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, I think when you when you get to... Um, it's one thing to do a campy movie and have um, Bill Murray who I and, and uh, Woody Harrelson, both of who I would describe as movie stars. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So um, it's one thing to have some somebody like that. It's another thing to have... A headliner like Brad Pitt uh, in a serious role, because because even his willingness to participate tells you that the storyline is going to be a lot more serious than yeah. it, than other movies, zombie movies, or other movies in general right. might feel. It's going to have yeah. a different quality, and because um, you don't because you don't see Brad Pitt in a lot of. I mean, I he can pick his scripts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's certain actors like him who will get to pick his scripts very more frequently than not, or there will be roles that get tailor made for him um, ahead of time. But um, so I found I found it chilling. I found what happens to the family um, and how they're removed from the safe place that they're taken to, mm-hmm. uh, which is very calculated and 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 uh, maybe angry and and yet seems very true to life. So the, the government, the minute, treats them as though they're disposable. Yeah. Once they think Brad Pitt is dead. And and uh, and moves them to a refugee camp. And, and yeah, and I felt, I, I felt a lot of this movie felt very bureaucratically soulless. Yeah. Um, and 
I kind of in and a lot in a lot of ways it felt very real to what we are in right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, not necessarily right now, right now, but just our period in time in which our government is often working, but never really feels like it's working for us. Maybe, and I could very well be wrong on certain levels, and everyone will have their own opinions. Well, and you got and and you you saw a bit of of. Um world leadership that was very much I'm for me and and I'm going to protect mine. Yeah. And you saw a bit of that and and you feel you feel a bit of that right now as well. Um the, you know there's a uh, you do see some you do we do have one per we have one guy who very much was like let everybody in, let's take care of as many people as possible and let's save as many lives as possible. Right. Um but you see other leaders that are very much of a nope this is we we have to make the sacrifices to stop this or we have to make the sacrifices to get through to tomorrow um which seems in and again coming from uh, in my particular case i come from hotels with a certain level of bureaucracy that's built into it um that does kind of require you in some of those cases to be a little soulless yeah when you have to uh make decisions and you know i feel I don't necessarily feel bad about those decisions that I make all the time, but but in those cases, I'm looking out for the interest of the hotel and the employer at the end of the day. And I yeah. imagine that a lot of these bureaucrats and people in those positions are doing the same thing, where they're looking out for the larger good, the larger picture, and the greater, yeah. and the bigger picture. And and again, but, this, this, but, but some of these decisions didn't come across that way. Um, some of the decisions that are made, and some of it came across as as um, I think you put it right. I think soulless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wasn't that there's a, a calculation to it? Yeah. Um, is it a pleasurable movie to watch? No. No. I don't think it's supposed to be. Um, I think if you're into thrills and actually sort of stuff, then yeah, it's a fun movie to watch. But it's not one of those movies in which I'll be. Oh yeah. Let, oh yeah. World War Z. Yeah. Let's watch that. Well, like, and, and and so another interesting thing when I um, when I think of horror movies, which is like pretty close to what you'd call that, right? It's an investigative mystery kind of. Which so, was huge. Which the zombie element kicked like all the way up to ten. Right, and and there's a lot of tension, and there's there's the tension that you might expect in what I consider a classic horror movie, but there isn't the the got you moment where you scream. I mean, there's a couple where you, um, but... There's a couple like that, but there's no jump scares, necessarily. Yeah, there's no jump scares. And so it isn't... I, I guess... I I guess... A lot of the tension in that movie comes from, will they make it out? Because in a lot of cases, uh, we watch the movie, and there's a lot of people who don't make it out. And these are characters yeah. that we're, like, starting to sympathize with and care for, and we just do yeah. not make it not out. Not a of lot it. of plot armor there. No, no. Not a lot of plot armor at all. With the exception, yeah. I mean... Even with Brad Pitt, I mean, like he got pretty darn close on a number of occasions. So he did, he did. Um, um so, so, um, for for me, it it was it was too close to home to where we are right now, where we're locked inside our houses and and uh, it feels risky to walk around the block. If I saw zombies outside tomorrow, I would not be surprised on a certain level. Yeah, but, there you go. You know, but I'm also going to be one of those people that probably stays awake all night long just so that the sun comes up. So it's like, okay, it'll be all right. So, so I'll 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 wait my next comment until we talk about the next movie, and then it, it's a, a global comment. So the next movie we have is the one I think you were looking forward to the most. This is a a play on Jane Austen's Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, which I think really did try to squeeze out as much as you could out of one joke, which was. What if you had this very serious romantic book and in, in story in Pride and Prejudice, and then you just added zombies to it? And you take the five sisters mm-hmm. and you train them as zombie killers. So you've got the five sisters in their traditional period costumes. Very, very, they, a lot of empire waste going on. Yeah, a lot of empire waste going on. And a little concerned that you know that term. Um, but uh, but uh, you show them getting dressed and they've got knives um, in their garters. And uh, they're carrying like shotguns. Little revolvers. And, 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 uh, and it's pretty amazing. What, is, what charms me the most 
is okay. They 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 take a little liberty with the storyline of of course, um, yeah. and all. But what charms me the most is that you um, you do keep a whole portions of dialogue, like whole portions of original dialogue. Um, you know they've they've turned uh, a couple of uh, of characters into something quite different. Uh, Lady, I'm trying to remember her 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 name. Um, she she Lady Catherine. Yes, Lady Catherine de Burgh. So Lady Catherine de Burgh is is quite different than she is in the book. Uh, uh, quite different. Um, you mean one, you mean she didn't have an eye patch in the original book? Yeah, but the other thing in in this particular version. Of a zombie movie, mm-hmm. you get some intelligent zombies. That was another, yeah. So this is one of those things where the, there's a weird line between what are true zombies and there's and, sort of a transition zombie. So these are so these zombies that we have that are kind of in the transitional phase of what we might call as uh, what we would call ghouls. ghouls. Yeah. Okay. So these are ghouls that appear to be normal everyday walking, talking human beings, save for the fact that they are in theory at this point dead. And they just haven't eaten any brains yet, that is, which is what transforms them into the true mindless zombie in this case, or at least in this in this variation on it. Um, I found this movie kind of interesting because again, we're having two different, very, much much different takes on it. Like, and again, this is a movie. This is this is based off a movie and, and franchise in which you are very accustomed to. You yeah. you know the language of their. I'm a, I'm a chick. And, well, I, mean, I didn't want to give that away or anything, okay. but I mean, yeah. Um, but but this is something you've read and you've read and you've seen multiple times before. Yeah. I'm clearly not the Jane Austen type. Um, and if you were to tell me that that's an actual line from the book, I would have been like, oh, okay. But I wouldn't. But I wouldn't be able to call it outright. Yeah. So I mean, I, I one of the things I, that I originally thought of because I understand this this same um, same producer. Has also done a, um, a link, you know, Abraham Lincoln vampire. Vampire hunter, hunter. yes, yes. Um, to which I would say this one is better. Oh, you've seen it. I've seen it, vampire Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Um, what I'll say about it because it's very much true of, the, of this here as well. They make great YouTube clips, by which okay. if you just cut yeah. out the actiony bits where it's kind of fun and interesting then there's not a whole lot more meat to it but with this unfortunate with with this though with you have a story you have a storyline there's a few there's a very clear storyline going on and you have the 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 characters are snark you know because because pride and prejudice very much like like the taming of the shrew um where where you have you know some some period snarkiness yes very very period sort of snarkiness the fact that um Kate's what Kate's mother is what kind of pushes away the new Lord Darcy's friend. Yep. My, my problem with this is that I couldn't keep people straight. With the except, I mean, like with the exception of the main, with the exception of Kate and Darcy and the cousin, who's like a priest. Yeah. I and the Mr. one Mr. Collins, Mr. Collins, and then the other soldier guy that Kate Wickham. kind of Wickham George Wickham. Wickham. So yeah. Outside of those guys, I couldn't keep anybody straight at all. I, I couldn't tell you one sister from any of the others, unfortunately. And that's just me because, again, these are not characters that I'm well familiar with that I have grown to love. And yeah. for me, Pride and Prejudice is a movie. It's like, oh, okay, that's great. Yeah, all right. This was kind of this was this was nice. This was decent. And I would wager that if I still watch the original, I still could still watch the original. Any one of the original versions of it at all, I probably still couldn't keep track of this well, of the sisters at all. If, if you're if you're familiar with the storyline, it it um, takes some liberties, but it keeps it keeps original dialogue. There's a lot of fun to watching some some chick who's just just spoken uh, middle period English uh, pull a revolver from uh, under her bodice and and uh, you know span and they and they're they're good at karate and judo as well. Well, they get a lot of they get a lot of, a lot of crap for the fact that they studied in China versus studying in Japan. That's true. There's a scene in which it's very clear that that, that wealthier people studied in Japan. Yes. 
as opposed to China. And that's one of the, that was one of those weird things where I was just like, wait a second, how did they get to Japan and China in a zombie-infested England? Yeah, well, okay. But you're, but you're, you you got to suspend your disbelief for that. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's one yeah. of those. It's one of those times in which you're like, you know what? Let's just move on. Let's get through it. We're not. We're that's not where we're going to hang our hat on. That's what the scene needs to be. Yeah, and it's very much this notion that like you know, well, you're you're a poorer person versus us, which are richer people. But they're richer, uh, poorer people. But, but again, what I found kind of interesting is that like you have these girls that are like these, you know, like they playfully run away when another one of them gets angry because God forbid they're. And I imagine that's true in the original novelization as well, yeah. where like they're very bubbly and and happy and they're very sort of jovial, I guess it is. is And what I found interesting is that they could all just be like, oh, Mr. Wickham, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Hold on just a second. <coughs> and killing yeah. a zombie, and then go and right go, back into being go like, right back to oh. where they were. There are balls, you know. And, and they go in the balls, yeah. and then even just that, it's just like, they could be so happy and so cheerful, and then just like a, like a twist of the turn, kill what could have been like, oh, well, that's the lamp lady. Yeah. Well, nobody's going to get lamp oil anymore. Aww. What about Mr. Darcy? And it's just yeah. like... Yeah. It's a little bit of a head turn, but again, if you're familiar with the source material for this, you probably get a lot more fun out of it than I did, and, and me being just a very... It's a wicked witty. little satire, and and um, and I enjoyed it in that light, and um, I really did enjoy it. So here's one thing I want to ask before we get to our last one here. Well, I, but I want to make an overall observation. Oh, of course. But you go ahead. You ask. So here's a question I had. Uh-huh. What was your appreciation for the amount of blood and guts in, in these movies? Okay. So so where it was camp, it struck me that even the blood and guts was kind of camp. Yeah. And, and, maybe, and maybe that's just my, my take on it because... You had arms reaching out from underneath the ground in in Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, mm-hmm. and you have all sorts of things happening. Um, so, I think where it was camp, it's the blood and guts struck me as camp, but um, where you had um, seriousness and, and you know World War Z, mm-hmm. that was that was. Hard, it was hard to watch people turn and hard to... Because they're retching in pain and yeah. they're moving in very odd ways and then they just, their and eyes you can see that glass moment, overlook. And you can see that moment in which they realize that they're no longer going to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and it's like that moment that you see sometimes with people who have dementia who know when it's when it's when they're there and when they're not all there yeah and and i found that um i mean depicted well enough that i i got it so so for me when we were doing with a lot more comedic and camp and campy stuff i found that the blood and guts were over the top they are and and, and, and that and that's somewhat intentional i think because you know there's there's a scene in Zombieland where there's a zombie in the middle of the road and she's eating a bone and she cracks it in half and it's like sliding it up there down shaking it to try to like get the marrow drink, out keep, yeah. drink the marrow out um and you can kind of tell that no that's not really real but at the same time you're like they're not deformed they're they're so far devor- deformed here that like that's not real anymore like it just doesn't feel real anymore because it's not something we're used to seeing all that often. And very yeah. much in Pride and Prejudice, you have a lot of zombies, um, especially of the ghoul type, that are very much missing parts of their face, like part of their jaw or mouth or their and eyes. very graphic. It's very graphic, but it's never to the point where it's like, okay, that's that's weird and graphic, but that's not out of tone for what everything else is going on. Well, and what I would like it to is, is some of the scenes in... Um one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies where they become... The first one. Was it the first one where they become... Yeah, the, the Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay. Um, Which is very, very similar to that. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if Pride and Prejudice took some of their zombies from uh, Curse of the Black Pearl at the end of the day. Okay. Because it, because it very much feels in kind of the same bone... The same, kind of the same kind of... Uh, 
deformity in the bodies, like this very kind of over the top sort of like skin's dry, parts are missing sort of like it There's doesn't. There's no skin in places. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet they're still moving around. Yeah. Um, as we're with World War Z, like there wasn't as much deformity in the people. Um, I think that's exactly what 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 I think made that so creepy was there are scenes inside a um, a hospital. Yes. And and in there the the zombies mm-hmm. just look like slightly unhinged people. Yeah, people. there's there's some there's some deformity in them, but um, it's n- but it feels like what you would see in a person that's been decaying for a couple days now maybe well, and, and maybe not even decaying they just sort of look look ill but, but glassed over yeah and, and so you you really had more of a sense of of the loss of the person yeah but there was somebody there at one point and you can see the you see the hints of that in the, their everyday attire it's like he's wearing a lab coat oh he must have been an important doctor of some kind dude to be there or you see you see it in the faces of the people who are in the other side of the hospital because mm-hmm. it's just the one wing yeah and as you see um, the people that did live and you're just like i know who that guy was yeah and you can see in their faces the pain that it causes them to see these people like that people mm-hmm. that they regarded as is intelligent and colleagues and things so um i just i i found it disturbing yeah but but it, and but I was, think I was supposed to. Yeah, and that and that's what I was going to say. It was an intent that that's very, was very much intentional. That's a lot of what again, zombie movies are supposed to be are, are supposed to be obviously they're about they're very much as much as they're about the slow march and eventual eventuality of death, but they're also very much about the human greed of nature and the human nature to be greedy in the sense that we want to be better for ourselves, we want to do more, but we also just want to the but We'll stab the next person in front of us if it means we get to live for another two seconds. There's yeah, there's a certain amount of of um, not skepticism. Um, it's, there's there's a, a certain certain um, I need to survive, and the only way, and if that screws you, that's Survi- it's the notion of like survival of the fittest, fittest and yeah. Darwinism a little bit. Yeah, but. Less rather than on society, less less on nature kind of taking you over, more or less humans taking you over. Now you had said that was filmed in two thousand eleven. Uh, two thousand thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. Yeah. I was just trying to think of the political climate when it was filmed. Yeah, because that's what because again I found that was kind of interesting during that time as well, and the fact that that was then. But I think what happens with a lot of those movies we have to remember is that it probably didn't get green lighted until two thousand two thousand eight. Yeah, no, it takes years. It takes years. And, so we might have, we might have. I thought just... it was coming. I, I thought maybe I was thinking it was 2011. I'm thinking it was coming out of the, the that period of greed with with Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street, which is pretty close to the truth of some of what happened mm-hmm. um, in in 2008-2009. Yeah, so the fact that we had like a zombie movie in 2013, where the few years before we didn't really have. We, we've been zombieless for a while. Yeah, not so much we've been zombieless, but I mean, we were not. We didn't have quite such a serious movie because keep in mind, Zombieland in two thousand nine when it came out was the most successful zombie movie until uh, before the remake of Dawn of the Dead in two thousand six, and then World War Z is what ended up overtaking Zombieland. Okay. So. Um, okay. So. So. A couple of things you talk about tropes and and things living up to tropes. One of one of the things that that it's impossible not to notice is that all of these movies end with we get a break for a second, but it's not over. Yes. So that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I warned you like, it was a thing too. I mean, some endings have a slightly better ending. I mean, like, at the end of the day, um, I mean, in all these movies, there's, most of them have a hopeful ending. Yeah. Yeah, World they're Z, upbeat, something, something just happened. Yeah, there's a, it's hopeful in the sense that we could get through this. We maybe found a, a solution, we maybe, yeah. We figured out, we figured out a way to stop this for now. We, you know, 
we did we saved everybody and we can move on to the next to the next day sort of but on none of these movies and even the anime that we watched does, right. does it really ever say that like no this is still happening well, this, isn't, okay. this isn't resolved. And that was the other part that really reminded me of the predicament we're in, because we don't know when we're coming out. It, it keep, we've been extended, and mm-hmm. and uh, originally it was it was three weeks, and that was... Now it's up until the end of April, April. and yeah. most likely until the end of May, May I would presume. Yeah. So, so that rang true, too, and not in a good way. No, yeah. And again, I mean, that was, that was one of the things with zombie movies that felt very... That, all these movies felt very true to is that we might have found a way to get through for now, but so much as that, like, there's no getting rid of the zombies. They're just going to be there. It's going to be an ongoing... It's an ongoing thing thing. to have to fix, and assuming there is a fix for it, in all honesty. Because, again, I mean, how do you stop something where it so replicates itself with the second people die, in some cases? In some cases, it's a virus. In other cases, it's just people dying. Okay, so so the other trope that that I I found rang rang through all of it is is you got you got to get him in the head. Yes, that's that's, and again, that was never the case in a, in the original in original zombie movies before George Romero. Is often was you had you didn't see, you you never and keep in mind like I think before John Romero, you didn't really do a lot of damage to zombies at all. You, like you might hit them and hurt them, but like oh, and nobody was really shooting them before before nineteen. The other trope is they're like super strong. They're like super super strong. Well, again, I mean, I they're think, super strong and they have because they don't feel pain. They 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 just shrug everything off. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's a that's very true of most zombie movies. They shrug off pain because again, I mean, like ooh, big deal. You you. Oh, big deal! You shot me in the arm. I don't feel pain, so it doesn't really matter, matter to me at yeah. all. Um, and unless you get them in the head, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, which is very true of all of all of pretty much everything we saw at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. So the last thing we watched was Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. We watched a couple episodes of this. Um. Now they're not outright zombies but they're as close now in this uh, they're close enough as an analogy they're zombies. To, they're zombies i mean like they're not caught you, you bite somebody they get it they turn within seconds it's the same thing but the re- thing the reason especially in japan they're not called zombies at all is for trademark purposes that's fine but they're zombies um, white the, walkers are in in because we were watching Game of Thrones the other day, mm-hmm. and white walkers are zombies too. Oh yeah, no, very very much zombies. Um, but no, yeah, Cabinary of the Cabinary of the Iron Fortress is kind of a feudal take on Japan during a steampunk revolution, I guess it would be because they've yeah. got big hulking trains and everyone's using yeah, uh, steam powered guns. You know, and I would I would put it if I were to put a time period to it, you know, the twenties maybe. 1920s, yeah, maybe 1930s. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no, very much true. And again, I, and I have watched all of Cabinary and the Iron Fortress, and it very much rings true what to what a tra- tra- traditional zombie movie would be, in which they're constantly on the run. There's constantly a threat of everything going wrong. It's an wrong. apocalypse. Yeah. The only way they can get around is on that train. Yeah, and even the train doesn't always survive the attacks at all either. Yeah. Well, the yeah. trains pull into the station once they get through wherever they've had to get through. They've got dead bodies all over them. Mm-hmm. They got to clean it off, and they got to check yeah. everybody beforehand. Yeah, um, it's got some fun action scenes in it, as we saw. Yeah, um, and it does kind of something that the Japanese do really well, in which they get like a human zombie kind of hybrid. Yeah, not quite a ghoul, but like. It's more of like a superpower almost. I didn't catch it, so now mm-hmm. I have I, I have have I've almost been vaccinated against it. Yeah, so, um, but it's interesting. It's interesting, and that's the take on it here. And I, because again, the other movies we saw were very traditional zombie movies in the sense that they took place in period times. The world around us was very much what the world would be around us minus the zombies. Right. And like Pride and Prejudice is very much Pride and Prejudice in, what, 15th, since 16th century? It's actually, it's actually, uh, 
18th. Um, but it's very much of what yeah. the period would be. Yeah. Um, the other three movies, Do- uh, Shaun of the Dead, World War Z, and um, Zombieland are very much of our own time frame. I mean, like... Mo- you, modern the, day. Yeah. I mean, you could not divide those more beyond... 2004 versus 2010. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. It, out, I mean, outside of what, who's using what type of cell phones when, you know, yeah. there's not a whole lot of difference in that at all. Yeah. No, I agree. No way to really differentiate it. Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, though, because it's an animation, again, I think gets to, gets to get away with having a very uniqueish world that's was basically just zombies. Well, it, it's interesting because the, the train has to travel between train stations, and it's only the walled-in train stations mm-hmm. um, and the little towns around them that are safe. Yes, and beyond these giant walls. walls yeah. But so get, what, you, what you're hoping is you can get the train in without out having any any tag, or, tag-alongs because if you lose that station, then it has to speed through it. Or so much as that if you have anything on you, maybe the station won't let you in at all. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, what do you do from that point here? Like, it's very hard to go backwards and circle around until you lose them. Uh, but again, I find trains very interesting for Japan because Japan basically lives on trains. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, when we were in Japan, and again, I was very kind of purposeful to make sure that when we stayed in Japan, that we stayed near very accessible Station. train yeah. stations. Yeah. But there's a, but again, like you try, you're on the train and you're maybe a mile, two miles away later and you're at a new station and there's yeah. train stations everywhere in Japan. Yeah, there are. Um, it's, and so the fact that the story revolves around trains and being on trains, um, is, is very much a Japanese thing. I mean, again, it, we went to the train museum again. I mean, like that was yeah. a big deal. The other thing that is very Japanese is having the young female heroine. Yeah, I can see that. I, I find that a very Japanesey sort of thing. Yeah, like the women get a lot, a lot of progressive sort of command. I mean, even the leader of the train at a certain point yeah. is the woman in pink with the yeah. black hair, like the leader yeah. of this family. And again, a lot, and and you don't notice it in until later episodes. But the conductor of the train is a woman as well, the the head engineer. Yeah, so I mean, I actually find that a nice Japanese trait that that yeah. that, that, that seems to happen a lot in in uh, their the storylines. That the women often tend to be the leaders, while the men are the are so often the fighters. But a lot of cases, also women doing the fighting as well. Yeah. In a lot of cases, yeah. so um, and I, I I appreciate that in Japanese culture that they're willing to do to give such a variance to that. A little more equanimity. So, what do you like out of all of these so far? Well, I mean, actually, okay. So it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Not at all. Okay. Um, you know, no, nobody was holding. It wasn't. It wasn't Scooby Dooish. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, we we get we borderline to it, but not quite. Yeah. So it wasn't Scooby Dooish, and and um, it wasn't. I think the biggest surprise for me is it wasn't a horror movie. I I, I tend to think of of anything in that genre, you know, um, being sort of. of uh, you know Boris Boris Karloff and sort of or expecting these modern day slasher sort of um, movies, scary sort of movies. Yeah, yeah, with the with the jump scenes, mm-hmm. and um, it wasn't any of that. No, I I don't find a lot of zombie movies are really like that at all because a lot of zombie movies are. I think a lot of those slasher movies take place in singular locations or singular areas. Which lends itself to being feeling as if you're safe and secure in your home, but not really. Yeah. Um, versus zombies are really an outdoor sort of thing, and they're not smart enough to get in your in your. Well, although although in, in World some War cases Z they were, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, in World War yeah, Z they, they seemed a little bit doors. smarter. Yeah. They were able to kind of get through doors. So, so I meant that. Of... Um, it's yeah, it's not the same sort of threat, and you're right. It feels very much like an outside threat. Yeah. As opposed to an inside threat. An inside threat kind of trying to, an outside threat trying to get in. You're not going to come in. home and find them already in your house. Unless you left the back door open. They're not jumping out of your closet. Uh, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg had a zombie. Okay, well, that's true. Okay, well. Yeah, but she, he let him in, though. Yeah. Um, again, I thought, I always find these zombie movies kind of fascinating because it's a little... It's a fun win. It's an interesting window into the human psyche that would 
get this far, but rather so yeah. much that it's an interesting view on the psyche of a person who thinks this is how far people would go as well. Yeah. That's interesting in the sense that... I think when I posted on Facebook over World War Z, I said, who who thinks of this shit? Yeah, and again, again, I mean, it's the... It, <laughs> it just was really where I was coming from. But, I mean, in World War Z's case, I felt... It, World War Z is based off of a book, and a book released in... 2003 2004 give or take okay um sometime around there um there was actually supposed to be a sequel everybody was signed on to do a sequel it was going to start filming in 2007 and got pushed to late 2019 and then got canceled for the dumbest reason you can think of which was china has a ban against ghosts and zombies why do we care about that? Because that's a huge market if you're going to play in that. To, okay. there's, a, there's a lot of movies that There's get, money involved. There's a lot of money that would that could be made in that venue, and the fact that China's government has rules against that. Um, it's one of those things where I found very interesting when, um, as a tangent here, World of Warcraft, when it got ported to uh, China, uh-huh. they have an entire expansion that's around death like a lot of skulls and they're even they have an entire race known as the undead in which they are like clearly bones and spines sticking out and there's yeah. a, a lot of death um in the in the chinese version all the undead characters are basically undead humans none, none of the bones are kind of are kind of peeking out um any sort of reminders of blood or anything or skulls or anything in the game were all replaced with loaves of bread, and a lot of the and a lot of the bad guys, which would have been skeletal warriors or zombies, um, were replaced with other kind of things at the end of the day as well. Interesting. Um, even even when characters die, they don't you don't see a left there when characters die or things die, um, or humanoid characters die, they leave a body on the ground in which you can see where they died at. In the game, in the Chinese version, they leave a little burial plot. So, uh, wouldn't so you have thought them so squeamish? Yeah, you'd think so, but I mean, that's um, and again, why? In, I again, I don't like the notion that we're playing to China when we have when, when there's so many options. But again, there's there's money interest out there, yeah. and I can I can appreciate that to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, and I forgot part of my tangent here, but. Uh, but no, yeah, again, I found all these movies kind of interesting and all these series kind of interesting because it really does show you the window of what we think will happen. Well, and what what I found interesting is, is and in, in, in you did touch on it last week, but I didn't realize how much of it was true. What I found was interesting was we end these these movies, these storylines on, on there's hope. But we're still in 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 trouble. Yeah, this, and, this, and this, I find this, that this got a little bit better, but not by much. Because the you know a lot of movies you watch for the payoff, the payoff in in how it ends, payoff. Even World War Z has a very sort of lackluster ending when you think about it. Yeah, no, it, that that works for the that works for the story, but it's not like a huge sort of like. Yeah, you know, you're not walking out applauding. Um, so I mean, I found it interesting that um, that. In all of these, it was, it's not over yet. No. I wonder if sometimes, the, for me at the end of the day, I often wonder, especially in movies, if that's an intent to make new movies based off the same franchise again. So, so you're setting up a sequel. So you have the option for sequels. But at the same time, I'm also, at this point at least, of the opinion now that like this is, you know, once this becomes the norm, this is just the norm now. And, I mean, very much in the same way in which we have modern day, you know, things that we tried to get rid of for a very long time and they came back. I mean, like, um, polio as an example. Yeah. Went away for a very long time. There were very, very few cases of it due to the vaccine. And then all it took was a couple of people not getting the vaccine for it to have an out, and, and the yeah. outbreak. Same thing with measles as yeah. well. Um, that this is just something that did go away for a while, but came back. And it's really obviously the notion here that like this is just not something that's going to go away at all. Um, which I think, again, is very much ringing true to our current situation. situation. Where, where we where don't have a vaccine yet. Where we don't have a vaccine yet. And yeah. 
even once we do get a vaccine, it's um, curious who among us will not get the vaccine because, you know... It'll be expensive. Well, I'm, you'd like to think that it wouldn't, but yeah, it probably will. Well, because everybody will want it. I mean, people are selling, selling 70 cent face masks for $7, okay? Yeah. No. And I, I imagine, I think I'm hopeful that a lot of employers will fork up some of that money for those for the well, i mean my employer brings in a visiting nurse to give us flu shots yeah so so i mean i'm sure that i'm sure that will happen and i'm sure a lot of this will be employers who will mandate having this vaccine on them because they so, need the workers and and they don't the, want it running through their workforce precisely yeah, yeah. so it'd be uh, interesting it, to see if schools add add the vaccine to their their list of requirements it wouldn't surprise me if they do so it'll be, it'll be an interesting period. But where this all ties into our zombies is is being a zombie is contagious. Yes. Not like laughter or smiling, but contagious nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find that an interesting notion. Um, so it has so, to be passed on. But it's a it's like a virus. Mm-hmm. So so that was that was uh, very interesting, and then. Um, it's not, too true. It's it's too true for our time right now, which is what is, bothered me a is, lot too. It is, yeah, and that's exactly it. Is World War Z for me was like we're in a worldwide pandemic and people aren't pulling together, and so so it, it rang true from a lot of a lot of different levels. Um, What's interesting about this here is that again, for us, this will pass. Yeah. But right. we don't have any precedent in any movie that shows us what it looks like once it passes. Because most movies end off in the fact that this is how it ended. Yeah. I'm, I'd be curious to see a movie that in which a movie or a story, and I very much, I think almost probably prefer to see like a story here that shows, great, we were able to solve this apocalypse. Let's go back to normal and see how many people don't want to go back to normal. Well, or, or, or so much as that, like what happens when we try to go back to normal? Normal, normal will have changed. Even mm-hmm. even in this short time period, normal will change. Mm-hmm. No, I agreed. It'll take so. us a while. I mean, I know some of our industries will take a while before they get up and running to the levels well, that they were at before. Well, willingness to travel and people being comfortable on planes and and they'll be able... being comfortable around other people. Yeah. I mean, because there again, there's an entire travel industry that in destination industry. I mean, like that's going to blow up. I mean, Hawaii is an example. I mean, it's basically. Actually, the one I worry about the most, um, certainly hotels will take a while to return. Mm-hmm. I don't know that uh, cruise ships, I think, are permanently damaged. Not extinct, but... but Not extinct, I mean, there's, but... There's a cruise ship right now from New Zealand with a, a, um, passengers that are, are from New Zealand and Australia where 60% of the cruise ship um, has coronavirus. Yeah. So, so... I think that I think that is a, a method of vacation you may may have changed. You couldn't pay me enough to go on one, um, and and that's by you know said by somebody who already has a, a trip booked for Uganda in August and a trip for Colombia in November, and I'm going. So <laughs> you know it's um, I think it's going to take a while for a lot of things actually. Yeah, no, I agree. I, um... So I found it. I found the movies hit close to home. Mm-hmm. The big surprises for me, they're not horror movies. They're suspenseful. They're anxiety-ridden, but they're more like like weird little murder mysteries. Um, they're very we, much windows into our human psyche at the end of the day. And, yeah. and not necessarily a window that we always want to look at necessarily. They don't have the happy ending payoff that you expect um, out of most movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they they don't they end it in upbeat. We're here to take on the world, and we've got this new tool. But we're, we're but gonna we're gonna get end. we're gonna do it. We're gonna get there. But it's very much like this is still on our doorstep, and yeah. it's not going away. We're, we're not out of the woods yet. Um, so I found I found that I found that interesting. Um, but yeah, not not what I expected. I I, I just ex- I expected Godzilla. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so I think that's a good place to leave it off at. I have a new topic next week that'll be completely different. Oh, okay. Um, and so we'll put all the show notes on our on our website here at the nerdtutorialpodcast.com. 
Um, and if you want to join us on Facebook.com uh, to follow the discussion, we're at Facebook.com forward slash Nerd Tutorial Podcast, all is one giant big word. Um, and if you have ideas for new topics or if you thought zombies just freaked you out as much as it freaked us out, um, you can continue. We feel free to hit me up on nerd tutorial, uh, nerd underscore tutorial on Twitter, um, where again, we are following all the topics that we follow, um, that we discuss here at the end of the day. And next week I have a slightly different idea of what we're going to do. So I think you might enjoy it somewhat. Okay. Um, but, um, Hold from, forward to it. Yep, and so from me and my mom, we thank you so much for following with us here. We hope you, like, you stay safe during these times, and we'll see you guys again next week. Bye.